0: Welcome back Cowboys and Cowgirls to Ingalls and Ian, a Cowboys com podcast. And as always, you're a good friend of mine, the man, the myth, the ball caps. Ian, how you doing, buddy? And I say doing the ball good. caps because he, yeah. I swear he wears, has worn a different ball cap every episode we've done. No, nah,
1: no, nah, I've worn, I have one OSU cap that I wear all the time. It's that orange one with the. With the square on there and now i'm wearing i'm wearing a gray gray cap with a smiley face on because that's what we need right now this is the energy we need heading to kansas just there's all smiles i don't need i don't want any stress we just let's let's do the darn thing
0: well i and i posted this on my twitter a couple of weeks ago but one of my big traditions is i will buy a oklahoma state shirt Genuinely from Chris's University spirit because they got their their Own special designs And I'll wear that till we lose Every year And I don't know what shirt to wear to Kansas I've got like six or seven Oklahoma t shirts I don't know what to wear This weekend (laughs) That's
1: a tough feeling and they've lost In each one Yeah they've
0: they've lost in each one
1: All you gotta do is you just gotta say Hey get get the uh, oldest one And start a new streak with it
0: well, and, then just, and I will tell you there was one shirt I burnt
1: oh how which, which year and
0: how uh, well what it year? was a uh, old ex of mine she gave it to me and it was 2010 bedlam which oh. was I mean that was just that cra- it was one of the crazier badlums I'm like this shirt is cursed <laughs> so I, I literally <laughs> put it on my grill. Doused it in liar fluid and lit it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't believe that was a that was a forty-seven to forty-one victory for Oklahoma or for o- yeah for Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, that and was, that was like, a. <laughs> it was a back and forth game. First game, like first full season with in. and we win that. We you know we win the Big Twelve. It's just or we go to Big Twelve championship. It's but yeah, that was. I don't burn things very often, but I burnt that shirt. After that, I was like, "No, this shirt's cursed."
1: Well, that, that was the interception game. Whenever uh, I, don't, I don't remember who it was, it was somebody. I know it's you. Where they tipped that interception up?
0: Oh, uh, that was Texas. Toward no, no, no. That was OU. Oh no, you're right. You're right. That was OU. I'm thinking the other interception where that like iconic Mac Brown gif, where like they're picking off by the sidelines, and going no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was that that pick game. That was amazing. And I had friends over and I was like like we were all like drunk and I just took my shirt off. I was like, uh yeah. I mean,
1: that, that was that that was a memorable game. One probably one of the best bedlums I know. The outcome didn't go as all of us wanted, but that, that was still a heck of a game for sure.
0: Yeah. I think a 2013 bedlam was a big one for me because I was supposed to be in the air going to a conference and me and I got stuck in the airport and I had to watch this entire game with this drunk bunch of Sooners. And that was the, that was like the fingertip game where the cornerback, everyone thought he picked it. I cannot remember his aim for life of me, but And we're like, it's good. He got it. It's over. It's over. Then all of a sudden they're like, and then, oh man, that was just, to me, that was one of the more demoralizing losses because I had to do it with like a bunch of like 40 drunk sooner friends at the airport bar, And I'm just sitting there at my table, just like sipping my beer and going, man, I really hope this goes well. And I've still got a three hour flight to DC.
1: That's unreal. (laughs) i i I, there was one game where in the morning the power went out and it was a night game it wasn't i don't think it was an 11 o'clock game like like that game was because i remember that was icy or whatever it was real icy all of that day but there was another game where the power was out and at, at, at least in my house and What happened was we went to church and then we were like, Man, I hope the power's back on. We want to watch this game. And it was, we were like, Let's go. All right. Like, great. And I think OSU lost that game. I don't remember which game it was.
0: I want to say it was the 2012 one. No. No, I I
1: think that one was. I don't know. It's hard to say Icy and
0: Bedlam and not think like a half a dozen games.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. I think it was a little later than uh, twenty. It was later than twenty thirteen. I want to say. Yeah, look at like all oh, the scores now. I want to say like twenty sixteen, maybe. I'll, I'll take a look real quick. I, I'll see if I can remember. But we're not taking on OU. But
0: no, you're not that. taking on we OU. That's probably why we're talking about other things. But. And this is probably what a lot of people who in the OU podcast first said about Kansas coming in. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you think Kansas Kansas, should play the game of their life or OU played bad, something in the middle? What do you think?
1: Man, it, it's a good combination of both because I don't think OU like mentally – Got off the bus until the fourth quarter. You look at, and I think also I, I think Kansas just was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna play good this game. We're one in five. Let's try to make something happen. And playing for their coach in this first year. If you're Kansas and you outgained OU, you have to feel pretty confident about where the future is. I know it's Kansas, but under you know Lance uh, Lightpool, I believe they look better than in years
0: past. I mean, if not for a few really, well, there was one really bad turnover by Kansas, but also, I don't know, that strip of his own running back should have probably been forward progress. I mean, yeah, I mean, KOU won, OU won, obviously, but KU really had that edge to them that I haven't seen in a while. They always put up, but they generally put up against Texas, because <laughs> generally, but it also, in general, Texas looks really bad, right? Yeah. And it was I, I, and I've watched a lot of those games, and I always felt that though Texas played down, I honestly mm-hmm. felt that OU was giving their all, and somehow Kansas did better than them for the large portion of that game, the talent eventually won out. If
1: that yeah, game had I been. I say that, but I was going to say, I think that now I lost my train of thought. That OU defense did not look that great, but the offense was still there. I think you kind of look at this team. If, if you're evaluating OU, I think you look at this team as the same OU team as years past. They have a great offense and a subpar defense because.
0: Well, the thing is, their can't. offense was awful against K State.
1: It was. I mean, but Kansas outgained them 412 to 398. The time of possession was not great because Kansas just kept, they kind of held onto the ball for however long they needed to, especially in the first quarter. Uh, ran the time of possession 35 30 versus OU's 24 30. Outgained them on first downs. I mean, Jake was his name, Jason Bean. Jason Bean had might have, outplayed Caleb Williams I think there's so many ways you can look at that game and I think if you're an OU fan I think you're just happy they escaped
0: which is something like and that's what scares me about this game coming up is like did OU just have a bad game I mean Grant their their defense is not very good they've given up a whole lot of points to a whole lot of people you know so I mean they they give up uh 31 to TCU, 48 to Texas, 31 to KSU, uh, 35 to uh, Tulane, you know,
1: and two lanes, one and six as well.
0: Yeah. And so did their defense figure something out? And are we in trouble for something? That's something I'm worried about.
1: Talk about Kansas?
0: Yeah. Defense... We're
1: complimenting Kansas football. So I just had to.
0: I know, but did their defense figure out something that we are not ready for? Because, I I mean, it's obvious that our offense is not that great, Uh, not as good as OU's, even against, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've played comparable opponents and we're not scoring nearly as much as they are. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of worry about that. I do
1: too. I don't think I don't think I'm as worried as you are this week. I just think that Kansas played higher than they were expected to. And part of me is kind of expecting them to kind of fall down to earth again.
0: I hope you're right. I, I'm just I'm a little on the worried side.
1: We we flopped roles this week. I mean, you look at 92 carries, uh, 418 yards and four touchdowns on the year in that game against OU he had 23 carries, 100 yards and two touchdowns so he nearly put up double his touchdowns and a fourth of his rushing in that game so I oh, OU, OU's defense remains a problem for them it remains a thorn in their backside but I think that because I mean, we both agree, OSU's defense is very, very good. So I don't think their offense is going to be that much of a problem on Saturday. It just depends on how much OSU can score. And if standards can hold on to the ball, because they only got one turnover on Caleb Williams, and that was interception. But they still gave up 398 yards. So, I think that I think that this will be a game where OSU fans think they're back, but because they played Kansas, the judgment's kind of clouded. And I think they'll look. I think OSU will look. This will probably be their best game on offense. So, it's, which isn't saying much.
0: I mean, do I expect us to win? Yes, I just worry that it's not going to be as comfortable as I would like, you know, it's, I, I, I just don't want to have that feeling of that Missouri state game at halftime where it's just like, Oh man, terrible. You know, I mean, we yeah. should, we should win and we should win walking away by like, I mean, and I put walking away in quotation marks because it's Oklahoma state in 2021 and not 2011. And we're not walking away by people like 40, So I would say, you know, I feel like we get to a 14-point lead and kind of cruise.
1: That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Um, This game is actually going to be probably a very slow, boring game that I will probably leave in the second half of, Uh, even if if it's close. I think it's just going to be an ugly game.
0: I mean, I don't. Especially if they decide to go back to Warren, because they're averaging like two fifty, two sixty uh, against against the run. They they are not a good run team. If they go back to Warren, and I feel like he's going to be upset because they, we they went away from him against uh, Iowa State. So I just if they feed him the ball, he'll probably hit two fifty ish. I mean, just on average maybe 300 like 3 TDs. Uh, I I just don't I don't see this being close, but I worry that it will be and I just don't want it to be close. I want one game this season where I'm not having a heart attack.
1: I think Warren will put up in between 175 to 200 cuz I think I think what they should do is they should rely on him heavy and often. That's what I would do. Uh, I don't know if Gundy will do that. He might try to air it out in a couple plays. Maybe give Sanders, like, one touchdown. Um, but, I mean, I – like, my confidence skill, I'm at a seven. or uh, pro- le- We'll go eight. Like, I think we're going to win this game. But how much is the question? The spread is 30. 30 <laughs> and a half, right? <laughs> take Kansas with – honestly, take Kansas with the points. I don't – because – the real question is can osu score 30 the
0: well and the, the, so that means the over-under is like I, I don't remember exactly what it is but it's around 50 i think can these two teams combined score 50 points no like Probably it's under all the way oklahoma state on the money line that's your trifecta bet it send me 10 percent of your profits and it'll be a good time <laughs> what's
1: your score prediction
0: I'm sort of in that. I don't even know if Oklahoma State has 32 in them, but I mm. want to say 32 to about 18. How do they get
1: 32? That be off like a two point conversion?
0: Yeah, or just it you know in that range, 31, 33, 32. Just it's sort of in that bucket okay. of points.
1: I will go 28-7. It's just going to be – it's not going to be a pretty game to watch. It's the, – the most entertaining thing about this game will probably be uh, how drunk the fans are. And if it gets close, um, then I guess the game will be interesting. But you can't look bad against Kansas. You can't. That's the last thing.
0: I mean, oh, you that, did. <laughs> There's still number
1: yeah. – and – well, they dropped a spot. They dropped to number right. four. and. I I hadn't brought this back in a while, but uh, you want to go through the eliminator real quick? I think it's been two weeks. Two weeks. So five teams have been eliminated since uh, week seven and week eight. I'll go through the rules real quick. Um, If you are a group of five team or not Notre Dame or BYU in the independent ranks, uh, all you need is one loss to get eliminated. If you are a power five school, plus Notre Dame and BYU, uh, you get two losses or, I guess, and or a loss of 35 plus points or a group of five slash FCS loss with the exception of uh, Notre Dame with Cincinnati. So Notre Dame's still in it. Teams eliminated were uh, Boston College and Arizona in week seven. And then in week eight, it was Coastal Carolina, Penn State and NC State. So right now, the 18 teams still alive are Cincinnati, SMU, Wake Forest, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, uh, Texas, San Antonio, Notre Dame, San Diego State, Oregon, Georgia, Kentucky, Alabama, Ole Miss. So, I mean, it's likely that San Diego State and UTSA don't make it, even if they're undefeated. But I keep them in there for the for just entertainment. But yeah, I if you have a bad game against Kansas, even if OSU wins out, there is probable cause that you could say we don't want this Oklahoma State team in the playoff because they'll look back at the Kansas game, they'll look back at the Missouri State game. This is where OSU needs to have some convincing wins. That um, that Iowa State game was probably a really good opportunity for one. Didn't happen you move on. Maybe you get a rematch with them. Who knows? Got a lot of season left to play, but the we'll talk about, I bet we'll talk about this uh, on Monday, but college football poll comes out this Tuesday. week or, yeah, on Tuesday. That's where we'll find out how, like how the cookie crumbles and how can OSU rise up to number four, if they get that far. And if they, if, if they can't, can they make a new year six? Uh, all of that kind of remains in the balance uh, in these next coming weeks. But first, got to beat the crap out of Kansas.
0: I agree with that. Um, and I also think that all things being equal, there's enough good teams ahead of us. And mm-hmm. our wins are starting to look better in comparison for the most part. Baylor is looking much better than a day when it happened. Uh, I think there is a, I mean, small, I mean, I mean, I mean, small, small, like three percent chance of the CFP, but I think there's still that chance.
1: I think three percent is probably the right amount right now, uh, just because there there are so many teams ahead. And there right, is... but
0: there are so many teams that are have to play each other ahead of us. Yeah, because you got—I mean, we'll talk. You got Michigan, MSU playing. MSU is also going to play Oregon. Uh, Ohio State. Michigan's got to play Ohio State. I mean, those are mm-hmm. three top ten teams that have to play each other. That's going to shake a lot of things out. Uh, since he's. SMU is looking really good. I'm I'm starting to get a little high on the ponies, man. Like they're yeah, looking I, pretty good.
1: I like them a lot. Um, they are the biggest threat to Cincinnati possibly making the playoff. Um, that's a game that I kind of hope Game Day goes to. And SMU they have Houston this week. That's a very sneaky good game. Well, oh, the, the lines time. like
0: two, like two, two and a half, something like that. Yeah. It's a tight, yeah, it's, tight line. Yeah
1: at houston it'll be like that could make or break smu season because if you don't i don't know how divisions work it might just be top two teams uh having that loss on your record because houston's undefeated in conference
0: so if since he goes down they're not making the playoff they have to go i don't
1: think so either they have to go with cincinnati because smu doesn't have that many impressive wins they have good wins against solid teams, but not playoff-worthy. And then Houston has a loss to Texas Tech, which kind of eliminates eliminates them by default just because can't lose to Texas Tech. They're 5-3, and three and they fire their head coach.
0: Do you see that article in the Oklahoman about how the administration at Tech was afraid that the coach would win, so they fired him before they played OU? Really? Yeah, Barry Trammell you know so the guys Godf-
1: they were going to beat they were afraid they were going to beat OU
0: right and so they fired him because they cuz i don't i don't remember what level of executive it was at texas tech but they wanted to get rid of the football coach and they did not want him going against OU after what they did against kansas so they fired him
1: and they did, they did collapse against kansas state collapse big time I guess if you're going to do that, I mean, firing them after the Kansas State game, that makes sense solely because of how bad that they collapsed. They lost 25 to 24 and they were up 24 to 10 at uh, the beginning of the game or at halftime. So, I mean, if Texas Tech beats OU, I doubt it because it's in Norman. Uh, Just, I, Texas Tech likes to win games in Lubbock and Lubbock's a weird place. Which is why I'm worried when we when uh, Oklahoma State goes down there, so that might be uh, that might be a little dangerous spot, but who knows? Maybe they uh, they went for they try to win for the coach, maybe they knock off OU this week. I, I,
0: I mean, I doubt it, but it was it's the first time I've ever, ever seen somebody write something that says the admin was too afraid to win, so they fired their coach.
1: So bizarre. Texas Tech is weird, man, they're so weird.
0: Coming off of Tech, what's your, like, sneaky good game of the week if you think you've got one?
1: I think I've mentioned it, but it was uh, uh, Houston-SMU. I think that game's a lot of fun. You can't forget about um, the world's largest cocktail party in Florida, Georgia. I think that game will be – I don't know. I I think it'd be great for Florida to win because Dan Mullen is on the hot seat right now. I just don't think they will because I think Georgia's just a beast.
0: Problem is, if Georgia loses, you got almost without a doubt Bama and Georgia in in the CFP. Unless one of them loses. uh,
1: No, I don't think so. I think if uh, if Bama loses again in the SEC championship, I don't think they get in.
0: Yeah, if they have,
1: if one of them has two losses, they're not getting in.
0: But as fast as Bama got back in the top four, that they don't deserve to be in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something. But I think that is also my sneaky go game is uh I think the Gators keep it close for a lot longer than most people think it will. I think it's going to be one of those games where kind of like Kansas. Yeah. You expect oh OU win to be, win by more, but they still won by like 12.
1: It's going to be mm-hmm.
0: kind of one of those ga- kind of games.
1: Yeah. And yeah, rivalry game. Another good Virginia and BYU. Both teams are six and two right now. That's a sneaky good game at nine fifteen. San Diego well, State and Fresno
0: State. And Virginia's got to go cross country too. I mean, that's that's a long haul yeah. from uh, Charlotte, Charlottesville, Charlotte, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Another good game: Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn. It's a good slate this week.
0: It's a good slate, yeah. but I'm just. But again, it was a sneaky good game. Like, which game is yeah. you're going to be like, hey, this one Only like.
1: All of these games are sneaky good in some form or fashion. Iowa, Wisconsin, that's going to determine the Big 12 or Big 10 West. Sneaky good game. And Wisconsin's favored.
0: Really? I had not yeah, seen minus that.
1: three and a half. You want to play guess the over under real quick for Iowa, Wisconsin? 42. 36 and a half.
0: <laughs> in modern <laughs> college you- football?
1: If you don't like that, you don't like Big Ten football, brother.
0: 36 and a half. 36 oh, and a half. My. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh it's sweet merciful to, like, savior, save our souls. That is a criminal line.
1: Six. Oh man. If it's if this is not a six to three game, I don't want it. <laughs> it is if they're in a shootout, I'm going to laugh. If they're in like a scoreless affair after the third quarter, I'm still going to laugh. <laughs>
0: hey, well, the problem is, like, thinking about it, I don't know if i take the under or not. Like, I might... No, that feels like a 42-point wow. line to me. Like, a, like one more touchdown.
1: I'm trying to think about what 36 and a half is he? Be... 18
0: to... to 17. 17? 18, 17 to 10. <laughs>
1: 17 to 10. It's very possible because Iowa's defense isn't that or Iowa's offense isn't that good.
0: And Wisconsin doesn't throw the ball Wisconsin's very
1: much. Isn't that great? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is is how they scored a lot of points early is they're picking people off. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. True. It could just be a, just a pick six off. Man.
0: But now their team Texas, throws the ball all that much.
1: Texas Baylor. That's interesting.
0: Baylor because should Tex- win that game. But
1: who knows? Here's the thing. Texas wins. They kind of push themselves back into the Big 12 picture, possibly. Because Oklahoma still has to play. Baylor, Iowa State, no, it's you. Iowa State still has to play OU. That's a loss right. That could be a loss right there for them. They could easily sneak back up into the picture and possibly – Go to a Big Twelve title game with wins against Iowa State because they Texas still has to play Iowa State and Baylor because they would have tiebreakers over them. They would just have to hope that OSU lost uh, two.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a crazy slate. I mean, Baylor Baylor's looking really good. Like I didn't think a whole lot of them because they kind of struggled coming into Oklahoma State and we called them to the fourteen, but they've been putting up serious points.
1: They have, but Texas would be at four and four if they lost this game, and I I don't know if if like because I feel like Texas has their backs up against the wall, and I don't think they can afford to lose against both Baylor and Iowa State. I think they have to win one of theirs for boosters and all of them to get off uh, their back.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, think about major, and I mean, in terms of brands of in college football, right? Like mm-hmm. the blue blood over the blue blood. Who's had more turnover than Texas in the last ten years?
1: I, I, I know that's why they. That's why Sark needs to win this game. Well, but thing the thing is,
0: you know, at some point they've got to realize or in the media needs to realize it, like, it takes time. Herman was decent. Uh, You know, they've had a lot of different coaches since Mac left. And, you know, kids want stability. And even Gundy talked about that, that that when I recruit a kid, he knows he's young. He knows that I'm going to be there when he leaves. And I think that's a bit of the issue with Texas. They haven't proven they can put kids in the NFL. Why would you go to Texas when you can go to another top ten school that puts kids in the NFL?
1: It's very true. I just, I think Texas can beat Baylor, just based off.
0: Well, they can't.
1: History. (laughs) I kind of think they do. I know Baylor's been really good, but Texas. I feel Texas has been like they've been competitive. Other than that Arkansas game, they've been really competitive and they're going to, there's a reason the line's only at two and a half, but Texas is going to keep it close. And they, because they're in close games and it, I know it takes time, but this would be a huge statement win for them. I know it's Baylor and they're like, Oh, we're above Baylor or whatever. But in the general, like just beating a top 25 team would do so much for them. Yeah. What? What other games are there? Let's see. That's about it. I mean, Ole Miss and Auburn. Ole Miss can or Auburn could have essentially end Ole Miss's season as far as the playoff picture is concerned. I mean, they're number it's number 10 versus number 18. That can go either way. It just depends on what Bo Nick shows up.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean that's that's one of those games where I'm just like meh about. Mm-hmm. If one beats the other, I mean, yeah, it kind of does things for Old Miss. But if old Miss beats Auburn, it really doesn't do so much. I, I just I don't. I don't have a lot of want to watch that game.
1: I get that, and that game is going on at six. So we'll both be, we'll both be watching. uh OSU, Kansas. at least say for
0: me, but I mean, i I just, I, I i get his homecoming and all that man i hate waiting up that late for a game against kansas like i would much rather be done with my football against kansas at like two o'clock and just go out into my day and so i don't i hate the idea of just like having to like wait around for oklahoma state to play kansas if it was like oklahoma state playing you know anybody else basically i'd be like super hyped for it but i am not there
1: good news is is that it's at seven year time it's six central
0: it's six central okay well that'll yeah. help seven, so that, but still that helps a little bit yeah
1: yeah no i get it i get it 100 percent. time zone problems i think the mount the, the mountain time might be the best time zone for football you just gotta get up at 10 a.m and then the games are over at. Eleven, and that's a pretty reasonable time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I lived. I mean, I lived in Mountain Time Zone for last season, and it was pretty good. I bet
1: It'll, it's always nice when those like Pac-12 after dark games kind of wrap up at like a decent time down there. So,
0: so do yeah. you want to move on from football for a little bit before we wrap up the podcast? Okay.
1: Well, I just found this stat. Every year, the Atlanta Braves may have made the World Series. Florida has beaten Georgia. 1991, <laughs> 1992, 1995, 1996, and
0: 1999. Was Georgia even All- good then? Because I know Florida was very good.
1: Then. Oh, shoot. I mean, that is true, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how good Georgia was back then, but somebody commented, it was a pretty safe bet that Florida would beat Georgia in the '90s, so that's po- that's possible. But I wow.
0: let's go after I, I,
1: I hold my breath. Oh, you, yes, no! Are a grew, fan?
0: I grew up in Houston, Texas, on the north side, in Tomball Magnolia. What up? No, dude, dude. That cheating scandal, all, that scandal, almost broke me as as a sports fan. Like I all, literally almost gave up all of sports, even Oklahoma State sports because of it. Like It broke me.
1: Because you knew you cheated.
0: Look, yes. <laughs> however...
1: Okay, I'm glad you admit to that.
0: <laughs> however, the Red Sox got pot for it. They fired their manager over his cheating. The Yankees also got said, stop cheating too. The only reason the Astros got Pop for it was because they're not the Red Sox or the Yankees because they Alex were Bell, doing it too.
1: They what did not even affect the Yankees, it affected uh, was it the Mets? The Mets tried to hire Carlos Beltran, didn't because he was in that cheating scandal. And they brought Alex Cora back after the Red Sox brought Alex Cora back after a year, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, they they, they got I think slapped they, on the wrist, and the Astros lost, lost a couple draft picks. But.
1: The only one. Well, yeah, but do the MLB draft is honestly like kind of the most overrated draft.
0: Not, because not so as many much picks. Not as much anymore. They've they have uh cut it down to like only like eight rounds now because mm-hmm. they got rid of a lot of the Miami. That was clubs. like 20, wasn't it? It was like 60 at one point. Jeez.
1: But um no, I think what made people mad is that the players weren't punished at all. And that's where that resentment still is is because the players didn't get punished, even though they were probably the ones stealing the signs.
0: I mean, I don't know. i is also thing, a Rangers prob- fan, so. Is it, is it a thing? Probably. Was everyone else doing it? Probably. And I know the other day was the 10th anniversary of that sixth inning where Cruz misplayed that ball to right field and didn't, I, didn't I, have to,
1: you didn't have to bring that up well the thing you is you didn't have to bring that
0: up the thing is, is the rangers are my second favorite team i love y'all we are both texans that's interesting, that's interesting. Uh, and i remember exactly where it was when that happened and i texted the woman i was interested in at the time and she was a big uh rangers fan and as soon as that ball went off the bat i just exited ball game and he misplayed it so terribly, and it was over. <laughs> and then game seven, and generally the team that wins well, they six, win it.
1: What happened was they win the extra
0: innings. That's true too. Yeah. And there was
1: an opportunity to win it there. So it was.
0: But the thing is, so I went to I went to a Rangers game the next season mm-hmm. and saw a long fly ball played in the right field against Cruz. He jumped it so hard i was surprised he got back for him like oh that's what happened <laughs> yeah that should have been a win for y'all i mean i i have nothing against the rangers the only thing i have against the rangers is that Nolan ryan should be wearing an astros hat in the hall of fame and not a ranger but that's up to he just voters. had the best
1: time there I, I that was before my time but he had the best time there. His most iconic moment was there when he, you know, punched Robert Ventura.
0: And but his, bot. but the best of his career was in Houston. <laughs> but yes, that him beating the just the the BS out of Ventura, who is now back in Stillwater.
1: <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, oh man. That's that is the best moment of his career. <laughs> Honestly, it is.
0: All um, right, man. Let's talk.
1: Uh, talk some golf. OSU, they uh, they're in the East Lake Cup in Atlanta. Go Braves! Which is this series?
0: Which is sort of the end of the fall campaign for golf. Yes.
1: Yes, and um, the the girls' golf team won. They, I think they've won every tournament that they were in mm-hmm. in the fall campaign, which is really good. And then. Uh, OSU, uh, the men's they got pitched with Chris Pratt, but they were, uh, they were runner ups in that tournament, uh, losing to that team, uh, down south a couple hours, uh, the Sooners. So, well, as we I talked mean, what, about,
0: think... like, as we talked about, OU, OSU, and Texas are all in the top four this season mm-hmm. on the men's side. And that is intense how just how good the Big 12 is.
1: For sure. I and mean, golf is going to be a lot of fun this year, man. A lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, basketball coming up this week, there's a scrimmage against UCO November 4th. So yeah, I basketball's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait. Uh,
0: yeah. And, and for those who didn't know, because I didn't, because I haven't been paying attention, but the, uh, AP, uh, basketball rankings came out in the last week or so. Yep. So you've got the Zags at number one, no shocker, UCLA, number two, no shocker, KU, number three, Nova at four, Texas at five, Michigan at six, Purdue at seven, Baylor at eight, Duke at nine, Kentucky at 10. So right now, hypothetically speaking, if the rankings hold true, Oklahoma State could finish in the board, In the Big Twelve, at fourth, and still be in the top ten. But I mean, oh, the Big Twelve is has been a monster in basketball, which I don't think a lot of people still realize. Like, I think they're still like ACC, Big Ten, Big East kind of people. But we could finish fourth in the Big Twelve, which we're slated to finish fifth. And if the rankings hold out, we'll be the ninth best team in the country. That's, that's a crazy thing to think about, like how stacked the Big 12 is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's super stacked. Um, Texas, Texas Tech, Kansas. I mean, Texas Tech is probably the most wild card team out of the bunch just because new coach. Uh, they got a new transfer, and Oral Roberts is uh, Kevin O'Bonner. Uh, It just – it sets up for a really interesting season. I mean, Texas with Chris Beard, they got a bunch of transfers too. Kansas is still Kansas. Baylor just won a national championship. Like, this is going to be so much fun in the Big 12 when it comes to – because it's going to be any given Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday and Saturday. And you got to – every game matters so much uh, when it comes down to it in our conference play.
0: Well, because you know uh, how the the new Texas coach can't remember his name. You First know, beard. you know he's recruited a thousand dudes, right? And with a transfer portal, he can just start ringing them up, going, "Hey, you're playing here. You want to play for Texas? Mm-hmm. want to play for Texas? Want to play for Texas? Want to play? For... <laughs> like with the transfer portal and everything else that's going on, he can build a Quality team tomorrow or yesterday, for that matter. Like there is a chance that he can just recruit everybody, and he can. The other thing is you recruit old guys, right? Because there's that extra COVID year. You could have some twenty three year old center who's six seven and jacked going against these eighteen year old, you know, phenom centers, and they're just throwing them around. Especially in basketball, like, size and mass really matters.
1: You are had so many, like, Perry Ellis's.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're, they're that, like,
1: that... 23, and they're there
0: forever. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be a crazy nutty season.
1: We'll, we'll need to talk about this uh, next week, but uh, Big 12 soccer heading into uh, their tournament. Uh, OSU's playing in their final uh, regular season game against West Virginia. Tied it up 1-1 right now in, like, the 53rd minute. So we'll have to talk a little bit about that because uh, they haven't been doing, I think the expectation was really high and I don't think they've met it, uh, but we could talk about that ne- uh, next time.
0: And something we could dip into just a little bit uh, loves the gas station out of Oakland city. Mm-hmm. They've announced to enough money to build the new OU softball stadium and call it loves field. Mm-hmm which I'm jealous of, but it's still a good sign that women's sports is sort of on the uptick and generating more money that a major corporation is going to spend billions of dollars to build a new facility. So I think that's pretty cool, even though they are for, you know, people down South.
1: Yeah. I honestly, you know what I wish? Um, I wish that OSU's new field would be named a quick trip stadium. If they ever get a new field, of course, uh, because it uh, is—it's going to be needed. Um, They just—they rebuilt the walls, and I hope they do double decks, so they get like a two-story deck, which would be a lot of fun. A little dangerous though, but I think they're going to make the whole outfield a deck, and that'll be amazing.
0: A lot of money, man. It's It's going to be a party
1: in the outfield forever. At least, so much, so much fun.
0: Well, until next time, cowboys and cowgirls, thank you for coming out. Sorry this has been sort of a everywhere episode because Kansas is Kansas. But I hope you enjoyed it. Have, have a good one. We'll see you next time.
1: Hopefully we win by like 30 or something. Knock on wood. I just think this would be an easy game.